לך לך שישי, פרק תזבוב, פסק זין, צ'פטר 15, verse 7. Loss is lechol to give to you as oritz hazois this land, lirishta to inherit it. So now Hashem is saying that He has taken him out of urkazdim. Maybe this refers to the fact that Hashem saved him from the fire of urkazdim, because we only find because Hashem says to him lech lechol me'artzcha me'ladcha. The first time we encountered that was already from Choron. So he already left Urkazdim and he was going further. But he's saying here, And this is also a very similar language that we find by Mitzrayim all the time, that the Torah says, Hashem 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 But here he says, from the Urkazdim. I guess, uh, caused this whole uh, circumstances. Uh, but we didn't see specifically that Hashem is taking him out. Maybe it means like furthering, uh, just like it says, Rashi's translated over there, that even though he's already left, but go further away, so maybe it means from further from Urkazdim, but the Pashtab Shadim Pasik is Murkazdim. Los is Lachoes, to give you this land, the land that he was in, uh, in uh, Eretz Israel, he was there in, um, still, where this this whole uh, thing happened, uh, he still was in the Lena Mamre, as we learned before. Uh, took the uh, portion on Eshkelon Mamre, welcome, and he was there. That's where he went out to war, and that's where he came back, and that's where Hashem appeared to him. Uh, I believe Rashi says so. The later on. So this is the land, and then when I told him Achutzo, this is outside in 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 that area. So Vayomer. So he says, Hashem Elikim, ki So how do I know that I'm going to inherit it? So as Rashi the Tupshat him, either in the simple meaning, how would I know? I mean he wanted a sign. Uh, he wanted from the heaven of sign. And the um, uh, the other interpretation that Rashi brought down, Bama mean what kind of a schus? Now what's the question of Amazon, you know, if he sees Ani Hashem, Hashem revealed himself to him. Uh, suppose that this was the, uh, even the Pashtir Pshad, this was a tremendous revelation. How is a Shaykh is to ask for an Oiz, or to believe, or not to believe? I mean, we're not talking about somebody telling somebody else a story, or even when you see something. We have Hashem himself saying something. Uh, how could a person not know that this is Hashem and, 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 if Hashem reveals Himself to Avram, we're talking about Mshuta Shal Mikra. If Hashem reveals Himself to Avram and He says to him something, so Hashem has the recognition that this is Hashem. And if He is Hashem, so He knows that uh, uh, He can do it. It's almost ki Roshano. How would I know? In other words, maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna do something. Uh, not to uh, merit it. Maybe there's something can be in the way, you know. Maybe I don't know for sure uh, that they're going to inherit it. Um, sometimes Hashem makes a promise, but 
maybe uh, there's some things that can happen in the way, even sometimes when it's for a positive, something can happen in the way sometimes. But here just, Rashi is just an ice for Stamazai to ask a sign. Why would one need a sign when Hashem says to himself? It seems that would be obvious. By Yomer Eilov, Hashem says to Avram, Take for me an Eglom Mishuleshes. Rashi is going to explain uh, Eglom Mishuleshes means three calves. The Eiz Mishuleshes and three goats. The Ayil Mishulosh and three rams. The actual words of Egla Mishuleshes sounds like a tripled Egla, a tripled goat, and a tripled Ayil, as opposed to three Agolis and three A's and three Rams. Uh, Rashi gives a hint uh, for three Agolis, uh, three Agolim, three, three Parim, and three Azim, and three Ayils. So, whether Rashi means that this is actually the Taich of Egla Mishuleshes, or that because it is an Egla Mishuleshes, what is exactly the translation of Egla Mishuleshes? But in, in any event, um, we have Rashi explains the three, um, but uh, and then the pasuk says Vesoyer and a dove, Vegoizel and a pigeon, a young pigeon. So let's see what Rashi says over here. What is Eglom Meshuleshes? So he brings down from the Breshis Rabbo that Shloisha Agolim, that the three calves are a remez, they represent, that's a hint for Gimel Porim. Seems like this Rashi comes behemshech to the Rashi that we learned before. That Rashi says that when Moshe Rab, when Avram asks, he didn't ask a sign uh, from Hashem to teach it, to tell him but uh, what he was asking is with what merit will they stay in the land and Hashem says in the merit of the Karbonis so as a follow up to that Hashem is showing him the Egla Mushaleshes which represent the three Karbonis which represent Karbonis which they're each one in these in these uh, Carbon in these three animals and uh, the three types of the animals, and then each one of three, which represent that concept. So uh, first, uh, Rashi says, "What's the egla meshulashes? Shloisha golim, the three calves, is remez legimul porim. They represent the three porim, which is par yom hakipurim. That's the par yom kipper and yom kipper." The Koyin, uh, the uh, Koyin Godel, in his service, he brought a par. He brought a cow for a chattas. So one par is hinted uh, by the, called the par Yimakipurim, which was an atonement. And then there was a par, Helam Dovar Shal Tzibur. That means that if the whole community forgot a halacha, so then they would bring a uh, uh, a par, also as an atonement. Um, and then you also have the Egla Arufa, um, 
which is another agola, another agla. Uh, that's when the um, they found a, a body and not known who slain him, so they would uh, uh, bring an agola, and that was also for a chatos. Um, so these were all atonements, uh, korbonus. Then we have Zoktrashi ve'ez meshulashes. Now, what are the three uh, A's? Izim, goats. Zoktrashi, remez. It's first of all a remez l'soyir hanasi bifnim. To the goat that was done inside inside of the Kodesh uh, HaKadoshim, uh, inside of the Beis HaMikdosh, which is also on Yom Kippur, together with the par of Yom Kippurim that was hinted before, there were actually two Seirim, which were, the Pasuk says, Chatois, in, in Pashtach Remois, but one of them went La Zazel, and the other one was brought inside of the um, the Pnim, in the Beis HaMikdosh, and uh, one of the three goats is hinted, the Sawyer that was done inside. I guess the Sawyer that was sent La Zazel is not really a carbon, um, because it was sent away La Zazel. And then you have also the Seire Musafim Shalmoyed. On every Yontev we find in the Pash Bamid and Pashis Pinchas there were a goat which were Soyer Lechatos. And in the Musaf, in the extra Kabanis of the Yontev, actually also on the Um there is the Karban Lechaper. Uh, I don't know if Moyed is exclusive Rishchodesh. The Gemara deals uh, with the whole, uh, you know, differences of what the Seirim um, atone for exactly in Rishchodesh. William the whole Sugi Gemara recently, but uh, nevertheless, generally Seirim Musafim Shel Moyed, and then we have the Seir of Chatos Yochid. Uh, when a person commits a sin, so he brings a karmachatus. So for that, he can bring a soyer. We'll see in a minute, he can also bring a a sheep, uh, as that's also a possibility. The Torah tells him either a soyer or a kivsa. So uh, the soyer chatus is also an atonement. So it looks like all these uh, Korbanes that are atonements, that's how they would be Mekayim, that's still the response to Avram Avinu. So we have again, the Soyer that was made inside, that's the Soyer of Yim HaKippurim, that represents the Klal Yisrael. Now, we find, like before it mentions the Porim, we find a lot of Porim that were brought uh, throughout uh, the Torah, uh, different Porim, but we're talking about Porim that were uh, A, uh, connected to Klal Yisrael, even though that par is as a parachatus asher loy, which is the par for uh, the kohen gadol. But yet, you know, the whole service of Yom Kippurim is a service for Klal Yisrael. So that's why that is counted as amongst them. Other parim that were brought, either they were not uh, for Klal Yisrael, or maybe they're not uh, for uh, for achatus. Um, um, and um, and then we have the ayil meshulish. So what is the ayil meshulish? So the rams, those are either a Oshom Vadai. Oshom Vadai, those are uh, Torah. There are certain uh, uh, various where the Torah says you bring an Oshom for. Uh, we have different kinds of Oshomis. Hashem Gizelis, Hashem Charuf, Hashem Ilis. 
but the Torah says a korban osham. So a korban osham, as opposed to a chatos, all avedus, and not specified, especially osham, get a chatos. But those who are specified for an osham will be an osham. Then you have an osham tolui. An osham tolui is is a chatos avera, but uh, until you know that you actually did the avera, the Torah says also in the parish of osham. Uh, the Torah says to bring an Osham Tolui, that's a hanging Osham, until the time that you find out, and then you bring a Karmachatas. So that is also an additional, uh, and those Karbonas come from an Ayil, come from a Ram. And also the Kifsa, the Kifsa of the Chatas Yochid. Chatas uh, Yochid, as mentioned before, because a person has the opportunity to bring either an A's or a Kifsa, one of the two, and. Uh, and uh, that's why that's hinted by Ayel Meshulish. Now, but with Seir Vegoizol, Rashi says Toir, uh, Dove, and Uben Yoyna, and a pigeon. Now, uh, Rashi doesn't explain anything with the word Toir. Goizol, uh, Rashi is just telling you that it's a Ben Yoyna, meaning a young uh, pigeon, uh, not a older pigeon. Uh, the um, As yeah, specified by the Karbonis, um, the Rashi doesn't mention any korbanos over here. We'll see soon. Rashi gives another uh, hint for the Bechal korbanos and the Torah Gozal that the three korbanos represent uh, the nations and the Torah Gozal represent the Jewish people. Um, but the Pasuk of the um, the uh, Rashi doesn't give her any hint that it refers to the korbanos. But we know that Torah and Gozal are found also are korbanos, either by the Carbon oil of year. Sometimes when the Torah by uh, by uh, an Osham, the Torah says that you can, it's an oil of year, meaning that you can bring different carbonis or sipporim for uh, yildis. There's other times you bring a Torah goizel. Maybe Rashi doesn't mention it because it includes everything. Um, the Torah goizel. It's it's an inclusion of everything. Okay. In any event, so these were the three things that Hashem said, the four things basically that Hashem said to uh, Avram to uh, bring. Uh, take for me, um, Hashem is saying to him. Uh, exactly what does it mean, take for me? Like we said, by Truma Lishmi. So leave for this purpose, uh, for the purpose of making the bris as we're going to see. So Pasik Yud, the Pasik says, Bayikahloi as Kol Ela. So he took for himself uh, all these Vayivater Oisom Batovach and he split them in the middle. He took these animals, split them in the middle, uh, he broke them up, cut them up in the middle. Vayitin Ish Bisre and he placed each piece, Likrasle opposite the other part. So the two cut pieces he put in two sides and he made a space in between them. But Vesatsipir, the bird lay Bosar. Uh, uh seemingly assumingly this talking about the both, the Tur and the Goizel. But uh, he says the Tsipir he did not uh, cut up. So we'll see in the Rashi in a minute what's the meaning why Lay Bosar. So Rashi he took all he took for himself all these that Hashem has told him, Hashem told him, and he says, he took for himself. So he took this, he split each one into two parts. Now, although 
we had different hints over there before. This verse cannot taken out is not taken out from the simple meaning. The purpose of this act, what Hashem is saying, holy, was because he was cutting, he was forming a covenant with Avram. Hashem was forming a covenant of Avram. Lishmer have so that he will keep his promise. Uh, to um, inherit his children in the land. Avram's children will inherit the land. So Hashem is making a covenant that he will keep his promise. Um, you make a promise is, is not enough yet. You can make a covenant to keep a promise, to give his sons the land. Uh, this is the purpose of the Kedixiv, because we see in just in a few, few psukim after this whole uh, story here, the Torah says, uh, that um pasuk it says by yemahu koras hashem savron bris lemer lezarachon asati esorit azois so we we seen that hashem is forming a covenant with avram that is giving him away this land so this is part of this whole covenant so kiksi by yemu koras hashem bris lemer vegemer so therefore, so what is the simple meaning of the pasuk? Since Hashem is making here a covenant, and the custom, the way or those people form a covenant is to split an animal, and to pass through the two pieces. Like it says later on in Yirmiya Lamadalad, calls it lahalon. Later on, the Tanakh and the Nevi'im in Yirmiya, those who pass through between the pieces of the calf. So we see that the go through the piece of the calf in order to create a covenant. Afkan, likewise over here, Tanur Oshon, the lapid Eish, the furnace with the smoke and the flame of the fire, Asherover Ben Agzorim, that passed through the pieces. As we're going to learn later on, that once he cut them up, there was this smoking Tanur, smoking oven, and the flame of fire that passed through between the pieces. That represents That's the agent of the Shekhinah to pass through the Shuesh, which is fire. The Shekhinah is fire, is Eish, represented by fire. And fire is gone through. So that's why he had to split him up. So that is Tzipar Lebosar. So that uh, Abram put one piece opposite its, uh, the friend opposite the other piece, but the bird he did not cut up. Says Rashi, he did not cut the birds, so that is, seems a little strange. If he cut all the other animals, the three rams, the three sheep, the 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 the, the uh, animal that I mentioned before, the agola and the ace and the ayil, uh, so how come he didn't cut the the bird? Says Rashi, Lefi, Shaumais, Akum, for the nations, those who worship the Avedus Kachav Mazola, the stars, Nimshalu, Leporim, Be'elim, Usirim. They have been equated to cows, rams, and goats. Shenemar, like we find in the Pasek in Tehillim, Perichov base. So over there we find Svavuni Porim Rabim. Because Rabim surrounded by many Porim. That's a uh, uh, represents the nations, the Eivdikhov. So there we see that the nations, the Eivdikhov, are called Parib. We have another passing in Daniel Ches 
it, the also in reference to the goyim, it says the ram that you've seen. Uh, it says in the, in the vision that Hashem is saying to Daniel when he saw in the vision the ram who was Baal Karnaim who had the horns, that's Malchei Modai Uparas. Those are the kings of Modai and Paras. So there we see that they're equated to the isle. So now we have Parim and Isle. And then we have another Pasik, Vahasfir Vahasoir Melech Yavon. So that we see again here that the Soir, that they're also equated to the Seir, to the goat. On the other hand, the Israel, the Jewish people, their nimshul yoina, they are compared to a pigeon. Shenemar, as we see in Shirashir in Pasik Beis, Yoinosi Hasela, which is a reference to the Jewish people called Yoinosi, called my pigeon. So therefore, now we'll understand. So since the other uh the animals are compared compare to the nations, the fickle, therefore, he cut up the animals. That's a Ramaz, that's a hint, the nations who serve the idols, who serve the stars and the mazolas, that they are going to be uh, eliminated. As they go, they'll be eliminated. Eventually, they'll be eliminated. But but he did not uh, cut the bird. Remez that this is a hint that the Jews they will be existing forever. Now, maybe when Rashi, even though this Rashi says before, maybe when Rashi says before um, so Rashi is trying to say over there. He's now he's explaining the cutting up in a meaning of who is going to remain in existence. But before Rashi was sort of saying that in the Pashtif Shad, the cutting of the animals was done in order to provide for the Christmas bris, which the people goes through with Echagol. But anyways, but that's that's before this Rashi. Let's go weiter. Pasik Tezvav, Pasik Yutes. Vayelet ha'ayit, and the uh, ayit descendant. That's so. This is a bird of prey that goes. We'll see the Rashi that it uh, picks up the carcasses. So this bird, this ayit, this bird of prey descended al hapgorim on the uh, on the pieces that were lying over there, and vayashiv isam Avram. So Avram. Uh, drove them away, he shoot them away from the carcasses. That's a bird. And because it swoops down, uh, and he uh, seeks uh, the carcasses, uh, as we see in Eev Lotush Alei Oichel, to swoop upon food. Or Kemoyin Shmuel Aleph Perik Tzvav Pasuk Yutes Vatat El Hasholol, and you flew upon the spoil. So that's what's called. It's like uh, um, it's swooping. So that's the name of the bird, a bird of prey. So Vayenet Ha'ayit, the swooper, the bird went down Allah Pegorim on the Pegorim. So Pegorim is a Rashi that means Alha Besorim. 
that's the parts. It descended onto the parts. Rashi says um, in the parentheses over here that hapegorim mitargiminon paglayo that the word pegorim uh, is translated into Aramaic as paglayo. Paglayo means the carcasses and not parts. So the question is uh, what is the meaning? Some say that the pegorim would mean loshen peger, loshen carcasses, not pegorim loshen uh, pieces. So in the Targum it says paglayo, uh, which would mean carcasses. But elo metoich shehurgilu letargim. But because uh, they were accustomed those who translate the Chumash into Targum, they were accustomed Targum to translate the Posik in Posik Yud, when we also had the Loshan of Bisroi so it says Ish Bisroi meaning that each one gave his place over there, the Bisroi uh, meant uh, they touched it, not Pag, Lai, the Gimel after the paper, Pal Gayo Pal Gayo meaning the each part he put each part opposite his friend Vyoyev Palgayo. So Nischalif Lohem Tevas Paglaya Lipalgaya. So the word Paglaya was mistakenly changed to Palgayo. So therefore they translated uh, the Ipgorim as Palgaya. Palgayo. So they said Argoy means Palgaya means pieces. Uh, so, according to this Rashi, the really it's paglaya. Pagori means the carcasses and not pieces. It says, Anyone who really translates that pagori means pieces is making a mistake. Because you cannot equate uh, uh, the word besorim to pagorim. Shabisorim targume palgayo. Because pieces, Pesorim is translated Palgaya as pieces. But Pugorim Targume Paglayo. And Pugorim means carcasses, Loshan Pigal. In the expression of Pigal, which is a carcass. Kimoi, like we find Pigal, who Loshan Pegel. Means it's, a, uh, it's abominable. I'm an abominable Pigal, who abominable thing. Loshan Pegel. Loshan carcasses. So the two, two uh, the Rashi, whether in the first. Uh, shot. Uh, Rashi says Pogorim, the sorry means pieces but then in the second one, Rashi's the version in the other Rashi says we cannot actually translate like that and that's a mistake, but Pogorim should mean carcasses. In any event Posik Yud base Vahi Hashemesh Lovoi and the sun and the sun was about to set so first Hashem took him out of his tent and he Told him, Habedna Shemai Musvera Kechovim. One would, uh, one would uh, suspect that this was in the nighttime, uh, soon, because in order for him to see the stars, uh, it should be at nighttime. But here, I don't know exactly how that uh, took place. Rashi said before, to go and see the Kechovim. But here the Pasik says specifically, that the sun was about uh, to set. So it appears that beforehand, it was before the sun set, and still, and yet God showed him the stars. 
the Sardaimra Nafla al Avram, al Avram. And a deep sleep has descended, has fallen upon Avram. He fell deeply asleep. Vihine and behold, Ema Hashecha Gudoila. So Ema a fear, Hashecha Gudoila, great darkness, Nephelis Olav is falling upon him. Says Rashi, what is this meaning of this? Vihine Ema Vagoimer. That's remez that was hindering Litzoras Vikhoshagolus to the troubles and the darkness of the Golus. And that was the great the, the fear and the great darkness that was falling upon him. Pasik Yudgimum. So Bayoimer la Avram. So Hashem says to Avram. Now in the beginning, this all began with a machaze, it says in Pasik Aleph. Hashem came to a vision to say to him, And then there was discussion between Avram and Hashem took him out. But this was all in the machaze, all in the vision. And now uh, Hashem continues to speak to him, um, I guess in the machaze, but the, the tardemo. Uh, that what was um, that was all taking place during that time that Hashem uh, came to Avram in the Machaze. Um, so the Pasik says, Avram." So Hashem says to Avram, "Yodoya teida, you shall know, certainly kiger yia zaracho." that your seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and they will work them, make them work they will afflict them your seed, they will afflict them this was for 400 years for your seed will be a stranger. From the time that Yitzchok was born until the Jews exited Egypt was tough shonos, 400 years. The 400 years, even though it seems that they will afflict them 400 years, but there is actually 400 years from the day from the time that Yitzchok was born until they went out in Egypt. How do we get this, Ketzad? How do we get this? Because Yitzchok ben Shishim Shono Kushanelad Yaakov. Yitzchok was 60 years old when Yaakov was born. As the Pesach says that he was 60 years old when he gave birth to Yaakov. And the Yaakov, and Yaakov Kushayorad Lemitzrayim, and when Yaakov descended to Egypt, Omar, he said, Yimei Shnei Megurai, the, uh, the days of the years of my living, is 130 years. So, if you start from Yit, so Yaakov came, was 130 years old uh, when he descended to Egypt. And Yaakov and Yitzchak was older than Yaakov 60 years. So, if you have 130 and 60, that means that at the time that Yaakov descended to Mitzrayim, Yitzchak was 190. Yitzchak would have been 190. 190 years passed from Yitzchak's birth. Ubi Mitzrayim, Hoyum Osayim, And in Egypt itself, they were for 210 years. 
Kiminyan like the number of Redu. The Pasik says Redu, uh, that they should descend. Uh, so the minion redu comes 210, so 210 and 190 equals 400. So you have 400 years. So this goes together when Hashem says, When you're going to get Zaracho, your stranger will be a stranger. But Arba Meis Shona is not a reference that they will work, work them and they will afflict them for 100 years. But Zaracha will be 400 years from the time your Zaracha is born. And then part of that years will be about the Vodna Vinois. And if you're going to say, Maybe in Egypt they were 400 years. So we can't say that. Because Harei Kahos, Kahos, who was one of the sons of Levi, he was from one of those who descended in Egypt. Because when the Pasik talks about those who went to Mitzrayim, it was one of them was Kahos. If you go and you calculate the years of Kahos, and you calculate the years of Amram, and the 80 years of Moshe, that was the age that Moshe was, when the Jews went out of Egypt. So Rashi explains that since we see that uh, Kohos, who was Meir de Mitzrayim, and if you count Seiva Chashev Shneisuf Shel Kohos, if you go and you count the years of Kohos, now we know that it says in the Pasik that Kohos lived for uh, 133 years. In Shmei Spedigvav, Pasik it says that Shnei Chayikos Sholish Shloishim. So he lived for 133 years. And then we also know that you take into account the Shel Amram, and we know that Amram, it says in Pasik Chof, in Perik Vav, in Shmois, that Amram lived 137 years. And then you have a Shmoinim Shel Moshe, and the 80 years of Moshe, Shehoya, who was old 80 years, Shehoyotzul Yisrael Mitzrayim, when the Yin left Egypt. As the Pasik says in Shmois Perik Zayin, that it was Ben Moshe Ben Shmoinim Shona B'dabram El So if you add up the 133 of Kahos years, that the entire years of Kahos, and the entire years that uh, Levi, uh, that uh, Amram lived, and the 80 years that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was at the time they left Mitzrayim, so in total you will get 350 years. You would get a total of har einat omeitzi el sholish meiz v'chamishim, because you get three hundred and fifty. One thirty-three plus one thirty-seven plus one, plus eighty is three hundred and fifty. So you only have three hundred and fifty years. Va'atot zorich loitzi mehen, and then you have to deduct from these three hundred and fifty years. Kol hashonim shechai kahos, all the years that kahos lived. Because this we're, we're assuming, we're starting to count Amram's years, entire Kos's years, as if Amram came into the picture after the years of uh, Kos finished. But the truth is that Kos and Amram lived for a while together. So we have to deduct from the 350 Kol Hashonim Shechai Kos, all the years that Kos lived, Achar Leidas Amram. 
because we're counting them twice, because we, we counted the full years of Kahos of his life, uh, the 133, but we shouldn't count it, we have to count it up till when uh, Amram was born, because we're counting all of Amram's year. And also we have to count the Shechai Amram, and that Amram lived Achar Leidas Moshe, that he lived after uh, Moshe was born, which is also, uh, we're counting the 80 years that Moshe was old, but we're counting the full Amram years till he died. Moshe wasn't born after Amram died. Amram gave birth to Moshe. Amram lived many years together with Moshe. So that also needs to be deducted in the 350. So is it possible to get 400? And actually, Kahos uh, was here in Mitzrayim. It's also, uh, doesn't say, but it's not Mashmah that Kahos was one day old. There, there either. Rashi doesn't bring that down because we don't have the exact Cheshman uh, of Kahos. But uh, Kahos was from the year of the Mitzrayim. The Pasuk in Bereshis, Perik Mamzayin, Pasuk Ches, and uh, when the Torah counts over there, the children, those who came in, it says, B'nai Levi, Gershon, Kosom, Merori. So, of course, Kahos had to be a little bit older because Merori was younger than him, Gershon, Kosom, Merori. So, he had to be at least more more than a year old. But in any event, it doesn't say B'Fedish, so Rashi doesn't even bother with that, but we, we proved that even the total years would be 350. You have to take uh, deduct some years, so how would you get all those years? So therefore uh, the Cheshman remains Rash says that it's reduced, that it's actually 210 years that they were in Mitzrayim. Now in the Shem's word to Avram it says that your seed will be a stranger in a land that's not theirs. So that's Bidiuk, says Rashi, it says, Be'eretz lo'i lahem, that are not in their land, Nemar. It doesn't say Be'eretz Mitzrayim, the land of Egypt, Elaloi lahem, but not theirs. What does it mean, not theirs? Umishinoilad Yitzchok. So from the time that Yitzchok was born, which was Zaracho, and it says, Vayogor Avrom. So the Loshon of Vayogor is from Loshon Geir. So it says, Avrom. Uh, lived, um, and that is uh, talking about uh, uh, later on in Perichov, it says, And then it says, uh, He lived in Gror. Now, in following that, uh, the Torah tells us that he gave birth to Yitzchak. So, uh, Yitzchok was born while he was Vayogor Bigror in the exile of Gror. Now Rashi brings down, uh, also it says Vayogor Yitzchok Bigror. Actually, in the Pasik in Perich of Zayin, it says Vayeshev Yitzchok Bigror. Uh, not Vayogor Yitzchok Bigror. So it's not Ger. But I guess this is goes on the Hemshech uh, because it says. Vayogor uh, Bigror, and here it says Vayeshev, so he Vayeshev Behemshech to the Vayogor. So Lechera, that's why it continued to be in the language of Gators over there. Lechera, that's because in the Pasik it says Vayeshev. But it almost seems uh, just the opposite that by Avram it was Vayogor, and by him it says Vayeshev. But and, I don't know, you have to look into the Mephoshim with this. Rashi brings down that also with regards to Yaakov, we find the language of Gerus. It says, Yaakov lived in the land of Chom. 
that's um, the land of Canaan, uh, which was the descendant of, uh, which was, was Canaan descendant of Chom. So that was uh, the place where the Canaanim lived, um, I guess during the time that Yaakov was there. But nevertheless, there's a lotion of Gators over here also, of Yaakov Gor. So we see the idea of Gators over there. And then further, we find when uh, Yaakov descended into Egypt, again he uses the lotion Logur Ba'oretz Banu. So we see that in Eretz Mitzrayim, uh, also following their uh, sojourning mostly in the land of Canaan, uh, in, in, in Gror, in, 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 uh, by Avram, and by Hamshech Yitzchok, so then by Yaakov, then we also have by going down to Mitzrayim, it's also written in Bereshis Perik Mamzai in Logur Baruch Bonum. So basically, the Torah tells them that they will be in a land not theirs. That's going to be for 400 years. But also, part of the time, apparently, the Pshat is Avodu Vinu Eso, that they will make them work and afflict them. Then the Pasuk Yudalot continues that Hashem says, Vegam es hagoi, and also the nation, Asher Yavoidu, that they will serve, I will uh, judge. So we have the emphasis, those Yavoidu, that they will uh, serve. It's not talking about just where they sojourned and where they were a gear, but they're Vavodum. So those that they serve, I will judge. So simply, this refers to Mitzrayim, as we find all the judgment that took place to Mitzrayim. But what is the meaning? Rashi says, says Vigam es hagoi, and also the nation, I should say, Ve'es hagoi. So Rashi, Vigam es hagoi, also the goi, meaning Vigam, and also is Lerabes, this is coming to include Dalet Malchis, the four kingdoms. In addition to the Mitzrayim, also the four kingdoms, Sha'af, Haim, Kolim, that they too will be destroyed. Rashi doesn't use the lotion of the Pasuk, Yav, the Donanech, I will judge, but he says that they will be uh, destroyed. So they too will be destroyed for enslaving al Shibdes Yisrael, for enslaving the Jewish people. What does it mean, Ashi I will judge. Uh, here it doesn't say the word calling, but Don. That would be with ten plagues. The continuation of the Pasik is And after that, after the four hundred years, after I will judge them with the ten makis, after I will destroy them, then they will go out with a great fortune. So that means with lots of money. As it says in the Pasik that they cleaned out uh, Egypt. So Rashi says uh, totally cleaned it out. But Hashem is saying to Avram, this is all what he's telling him after he fell asleep in the great fear that represented the Golos and the troubles. Hashem said, But you will come to your fathers, B'Sholem. Uh, uh, come to your fathers, mean pass away, join your fathers, pass away in peace, Hashem is telling him. Tikover, you will be buried, B'Seva Toiva, a good elder, a good old age. 
So Rashi explains, but you and you will come. What does it mean? Although these things will happen, um, but you won't be part of it. So he was afraid. It was an aim over here, but this is the Tzadus, the Shibut, and later on, this is you are not going to see this. But you will come El you will come to your fathers. Zakhtarashi, Aviv Avidizara, his father was worshipping Avidizara, Vuhum Vasray, and Hashem is giving him the good news, Shayova Elof, that he's gonna come to him. What kind of a what kind of a good news is to tell Avram that he will join his fathers? The expression of Allah means you'll pass away, but specifically Avisecha means your fathers. He will join him, come to your fathers. Could be other ways saying that you will come to your fathers. It doesn't seem that Rashi is bothered by Avisecha Bisholim. Uh, how could it be peace? Because Rashi just says the words Elavisecha and he's telling Atashayova Elov that he's gonna come to him. But Rashi says, Limdoch, this is teaching you Sha'osa Terach Teshuva, that eventually Terach did Shuva. It's interesting because before in Perik Yudal, Posik Lamed Beis, Rashi writes, Vayomos Terach Bechoron, Rashi writes over there that um, the Ebrister uh, hid uh, the Misa, the day time of the, the when Terach's death was, so they shouldn't say that he didn't fulfill Kovet Aviv, and he left him. And it says the posse calls him Mace. That the Rishoyim, even in their days, they're called Mesim. So that's what it says by Yomos. But it comes out according to this Rashi over here, that at the end of the day, that when he actually, before he passed away, eventually he takah did tshuva. So that was just talking about Mace at the time that uh, he left him over there. But uh, for the many years that he lived at that time, he was Mace. But then he became did uh, tshuva again. The pasuk further continues and says, "To cover b'seiva toiva, you'll be buried in a good elder." What does this mean, b'seiva toiva? What does it mean, a good elder? It didn't seem Rashi was bothered. What means b'sholim in peace? Uh, because that Rashi explained before, v'leitira koleila. So that means the peace that he won't have to go through the tzaras hashibud. You won't see then uh, the tzaras hashibud. But what is the additional to cover b'seva toiva? So Rashi, to cover b'seva toiva, Bisrei, he uh, gave him the news, Shiyasi Yishmol tshuva b'yomov, that Yishmol will do tshuva during his days. Um, so while uh, Avraham uh, was still alive, uh, tshuva, tshuva was done by Yishmol, Yishmol did tshuva. He went back from his ways. Uh, and and Yesav did not go out to bad uh, ways of during his lifetime. And that's the reason, that's why Abram died five years before his time uh, because Hashem promised him the Seva Toiva, a good elder, uh, having a grandchild. Uh, go out, Latar Basra would not be a good elder. So he took him away earlier five years because of this. And on that day, the day that uh, Avram passed away, that was the day that Asa rebuilt.
Rashi elaborates more in Perich of Hei Posik on Posik Lamed, uh, where the story of Esav takes place, when he asks him, and and Yaakov offers him to sell him the Bechayra, and he goes out and he degrades the Bechayra. That is considered the Yom Shemorad by Esav. And over there, Rashi says that the reason why he was doing this Hali why was he cooking at that time uh, these lentils Adashi Madumis Rashi says there because for him not to see his grandson Esau uh, going out as Rashi says here that would not be save a toiva uh, uh, for him the next Pasuk Tazayin the Pasuk continues Hashem says to him you will be uh, spared this basically to cover with all the other promises that uh, that Yishmoel and uh, Yishmoel Duchuva and that he will not see Esau going out for bad but the Shem says the fourth generation after being in exile the fourth generation Yeshuvu Haina will return here to the land of Canaan because Hashem is making from a covenant, as we'll see in a minute, that he's going to get the land of Canaan. He's saying to him, it's going to take the fourth generation to come back here, as we'll see in Rashi. For the sin of the Amoiri, referring to the people that lived in the land of Canaan called Amoiri, several uh, nations over there mentioned before. Now before, I mean later on in Pasuk, but he refers to them all as Amoiri over here. But in any event, he says the sin of the Amoiri is not complete Adhena until that time, Adhena till now, till the time of the Dervi. And after the fourth generation, they will come back to the land of Eretz Yisrael. The fourth generation, after they will be exiled to Egypt, they will be there for three generations. Now we're talking specifically about Egypt, not like Loilahem, in which we count the entire 400 years, but we're talking about the Golus of Mitzrayim. After going into Mitzrayim, they will be there for three generations. And the fourth generation, will come back to this land, to the land of Canaan. The Hashem was speaking to him in the land of Canaan because this was in the Oner Eshkel Mamre. Rashi says Achar Hadvarim was shortly after the story with the Muhammad uh, against Doim and Achar Hadvarim and close afterwards. And uh, at that time, Pasuk said that in Perik Yudgim Pasuk Yudchav Yehel Avrom by Mamre Asher uh, so he was seeing in Elena Mamre in Hebron, and this was the uh, the area from then the fight with Lloyd, who took Lloyd over there with the other Melochim. But in any event, he was talking to him while he was in the land of Canaan. He formed this covenant with him, Kedixiv, as we're going to see in the Posik, uh, following Posik of Ches, that he says that he's going to give Losis Lacho. This was actually the opening in Pasuk Zayin that we learned that Hashem says, 
Mirukazim Losel Lachos Oretz Hazois. And then the Pasi goes through the ten Cholaglim Shalashis, and then he fell asleep, and then he had the dream, and Hashem was giving him uh, the, the promise now. And then he was forming the covenant based upon that, what Hashem spoke, as we're going to see in the next Pasi, that David was making the bridge with him with that. So he's saying to him that this land that I'm telling you, I'm going to have the fourth generation come up. Now he's going to make the, the this was the part of the bris. Uh, and this is actually what happened, that the fourth generation did come back. Because Yaakov Yorod LeMitzrayim, he went down to the Mitzrayim. He was first generation. Go and count his generations. Yehuda was his son, that's the second generation. And Peretz was Yehuda's son, is a third generation. So Yaakov is not counted here. Yaakov was the one that went down to Mitzrayim. And then you count the generations from Yaakov, and Yaakov is not the generation. He's the one that went down. So the generation starts from him. So we start with Yehuda is number one. Peretz, the son of Yehuda, is number two. Chetzren, who was the son of Peretz, is number three. And Kolev ben Chetzren, Kolev, the son of Chetzren, was He was from those who came into the land. So that you have the fourth generation coming in. There's a whole discussion in the Mepharshim <coughs> exactly about Kolev. It says many times in the Pasik later on that because Kolev didn't go along with the Meiraglim, that he was going to get the land, inherited land of Eretz Yisrael. He inherited Hebron eventually over there, as related to the Pasik says many times that he went to Mimispalal in Hebron, and um, eventually he got Hebron, so that, that, that is Kolev. But the discussion is whether Kolev is Ben Chetzrein and Kolev is Ben Yifuna, the Pasik calls him the whole time, and brought down in the Rashi, in Divra Hayomim, brings down that uh, Kolev ben Yifun and Kolev ben Chetzrin from the Chazal is really the same person and the Ibn Ezra says that it's impossible and then the Mephorshim, the Daskenim and the other Mephorshim, that's a whole discussion uh, uh, needs to be explored separately but in any event, this is the fourth generation that Rashi is talking about over here that um, uh, that they will come back, which is four generations after uh, Yaakov's fourth generation. And then the Pasuk re- re- says, why the fourth generation? The Pasuk says, means for him to be sent away from his land. Ada uh, is man, till that time. Not, uh, it hasn't been completed. HaKadosh Baruch does not, Hashem does not collect from a nation, does not make them pay until the measure fills. They have to fill. The measure filled, it took four years, four generations to, the, uh, to that time that their measure of doing evil will, uh, will fill. Uh, this is Hashem saying, you know, ahead of time that they will do evil and... Uh, the fourth uh, generation uh, that time will be filled and then when the fourth generation will come back Shenema, the Pesach says in Yeshai Chovzai which means that when her measure is full uh, when you send her away then uh, then you will judge her Pesach Yuzayin continues Vahi Hashem Bo'o 
Um, and it, when the sun was setting, as we'll see in the Rashi, that it was uh, set already. Before we were learning that it was about to come, about to set. Uh, when, it's, when it started off with this machazeh, uh, over there at this at some point in the middle in the Pasik it says in Pasikud Beis Vahi Hashemesh Lovoi it was about to set. But at this point already the sun is setting. And Rashi says Valotohoyo and uh, there was uh, darkness was the, the the day darkened. Uh, the sun set and the day darkened. We name behold Sandur Oshon, a burning fur, uh, a smoking furnace, the lapid ash and a flame of fire, Asher Ovar Bein Hagzorim Ho'ela, which passed through these pieces, these pieces that he had cut up before. Uh, so there was the uh, f- smoking furnace and the flame of fire that passed through the pieces, as Rashi said earlier, that that's the way of the covenant to uh, have uh, the uh, repres- uh, go through the people between two pieces and this is represented by the Shekhinah, uh, the, which is Eish, the Sanur, Asher, and the Lapid Eish. says, Rashi, um, what is the meaning of Hashemesh Bo'o? By Hashemesh Bo'o, the sense sunset. So, Rashi Kimoi, like we find in Breshis Membeis, Vayihi, and it was Heimarikim Sakehem, while they were emptying their, at the time that they were emptying their sacks, or Melochim Beis Pasikit Gimut says, Vayihi Heim Koivrim Ish, they were burying the man, Kloimar, Vayihi Dovarzeh, this happened. So Vayihi means it happened at Hashem Eshboa. Hashem Eshboa means that it shoko, uh, that the sun set. So then it says in the words, what a valotohoyim? And there was darkness, the day darkened. And then there was this furnace, smoking furnace, and the flame of fire. So Rashi, what does this represent? Ramaz Loi, Hashem hinted to him, that the kingdoms who worship Abedizora will end up in Gehenna. Before we already had that they will be kolim, uh, that kolim, that's why he cut them into pieces, that was that they will be destroyed. Maybe that's in this world, but here is also the began. Rashi Taichas now, they explain the word ba'o. The word ba'o, taimoi, the, uh, the vow, the tam, the trop is lemailo. It's a uh, uh, top. It's by the base. Bo. So mavur shabo kvadri already came. It's a past tense. Bo. Shemesh bo. Shemesh said already. Vim hoya timer lamata ba'alef. But if the uh, trop was on the alef ba'o hoya mavur as it was coming shishakayas at the time that it was setting. But here you can't say Ba'o that it was setting. Because previously it's written already before that the sun was about to set. So the setting of the about to set, we already had that time. We have to talk about a later time. And the passing through of the smoking furnace was afterwards. 
So it turns out Shekvar Shoko that it already set, that the sun has already set at that time. This difference is in every word in a feminist word, which root is two letters, like the word ba or kom, garab shav, sit, if the trap is on top, over goes on the past. Loshnover, kigoin like here, ba, it already said, ukigoin, verochel ba, rochel has come. Koma from Russian Kom Alamosi got up already. Hine Shavo Yivimtech returned. But but when the trap is on below Ba'o, who Loshan Hoiva, that's a present. Dovor Shinasa Akshad, that's something which is being done now. Vahilach, it's going on right now. Kamoi, and that's in the other case with Ba'o Yimatsoy, she was coming with the sign. And the evening she comes in in Esther uh, period Bays uh, with regards to the uh, maidens that were coming to visit in the under the guise of the to be seen by Achashverosh. Pasuk Yudches Pasuk says by Yoimahu at that day Koras Hashem as Avram Hashem formed a covenant with Avram Bris a Bris a covenant Hashem formed a Bris a covenant Lamer saying Lizarachon Nosati to your seed I have given We'll see Rashi previously it says I will give here it says I have given the past as Oretz Hazoyis I've given this land and the borders are Minhar Mitzrayim from the river of Mitzrayim. Ad Hanor Hagodel until the great river, which is Nahar Pros, which is the Euphrates River with the river of Pros. Zakrashi, Lizarach Nosati, why is it saying a past tense, a given you, given already? Amirosh Shalakos Baruchu, Ki Iluhi Asuyot, saying of a Kodesh Baruchu as if it's already done. So Hashem is saying, Nosati, I've given, as if He'd given it already. What does it mean that the post-success says, But actually, Rashi is referring in, in the beginning of the... Uh, so Rashi explains that although the post earlier in Breshis Perik Beis, the Torah counts the four rivers. What comes number one is the Nahar Pros, is the river Pros. But Rashi says, Lifi Shehu Dovuk Leretz Yisrael, since the Nahar Pros is connected to Eretz Yisrael, Kor'ehu Godel, that's why he calls him great. Afopishim Ucher Bedalad Nahoris, even though he's the last one of the four rivers, Hayyotsim Eden, that go out from Eden. Shenemar, as the Pesach says, Vahanor Horvi who pros that the fourth river is pros. Moshe Hedyet, there is an example that uh, we use. We use commonly that Eved Melech Melech, that a king's servant is like the king. Or Hadbek Lishachver, associate yourself with a ruler. Bishtachol also they'll bow to you. So the fact that Nahar Pros is associated with Eretz Yisrael makes it into a river, a large river. And Posigutes, the Eibushter specifies the lands that he will give him would be Es Hakeni, the Keni, Es Haknizi, and the Knizi, Es Hakadmoni. So there's three mentioned over here, and then we'll have another seven in Posig Chof. 
There's a total of ten. But now he only gave them the seven nations. And these three, the Kenik, Nizik, Admoini, that's Edoim, Umoyo, Ve'amoim. That's Edoim and Moy and Amoy. Vehem Kani Knizi Vikadmoini, which is the Kani Knizi Vikadmoini. He didn't give to them uh, right away. Asidim li Yisirushal Asid. They are destined to be an inheritance in the future. Shenemar, as the Posik says in Yeshayi Yudalev, it says Edoim Umoyav Mishloyach Yodom Ubnei Amoyin Mishmatom. So we mentioned here the three nations. Of Edom, Umoy of and the Pasik says that upon Edom, Umoy of Mishlachas Yodom, their hand will reach forward. Ubnei Adam, Ubnei Mishmaitom, and the children of Amin shall obey, shall obey to the Jewish people. Now we read later on when the Yidden were passing on the way to Yisrael in Chumash by Midbar. So over there, Hashem told them not to start up with Edom when the Jews were asking to go by. So Edom didn't allow them to go by. Now Edom, that is uh, Esau, uh, as the uh, Torah describes. But Amin and Moyov, the other two nations we're going to learn, they were actually, uh, we'll learn the Parsha later on, they were actually conceived by uh, Lloyd from his daughters after uh, the story with Edom. So so interesting that in the Shira, in Oz Yoshir, in Shmei Spirit Vov, the two nations mentioned by name is Oz Nivalu Alufi Edem, Elei Moyov. Those are the two nations, and including with Amun, that were actually not conquered, not given over. And then we say Ad Yavir, Am Hashem Ad Yavir Abzukaniso, and uh, which also talks Hashem Yimlech Lelavod about the future. And in Chumash Dvarim, in Perik Beis, uh, when, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu recounts the history, he goes through specifically that these three nations, the nations of Edom, and the nations of Moyov, and the nation of Amin, were such that the Jews were not supposed to touch there. Over there in Pasuk, Dalet and Hay in Perik Beis talks about Esau, that it is the Yerushal Esau, Vasati is Harseir, and the Pasik Yud Ches and Yud Tes, but he says Mnei Amoin not to start with uh, in Pasik Yud Ches. It says um, with regards to Mnei Amoin, it says Levnei Yerusha, Levnei Loyin Nasati. In Pasik Tes also over there it talks about Al Totzer Esmoyov, Al Tisgerbam. Also again, Kilevnei Loyin Nasati Esod Yerusha. So these three. A nations that, although in Lachatchila they weren't given, but eventually the Kani Knizil Kadmoni, the Amin and Moyov, and um, and Edoim will eventually be given territory to Israel. Lost. And the Pasuk counts the next seven nations: Pasuk Chov, Ve'es Achiti, and the Chiti, Ve'es Aprizi, and the Prizi, Ve'es Arifoyim. The Foyim is the giants, and we'll see uh, what the Refoyim is um, in Rashi. He's going to mention. Uh, those were the lands Sichon and Oig, that was in the core Eretz Refoim, as in Pasik Dvarim. Dr. Ashi, that's the Refoim Eretz Oig, that's the land of Oig, Shinemar Bo, but I heard it said in Dvarim Beis, who you call it, how you call it Eretz Refoim, that was called Eretz Refoim. And Pasik Chafalef, 
And there was a Moiri, there was a Knani, there was a Girgoshi, there was a Yivusi. The Moiri, the Knani, the Girgoshi, the Yivusi. Sometimes they interchange, you know, like the land of the Moiri Rashi used before. Sometimes it's a single nation. Uh, likewise with the Knani is one nation. Rashi brings it down somewhere later on. Also, uh, they're called the Malachim. The Malachim are called sometimes the Moiri. But uh, in each place you have to uh, see exactly, you know, how it's in... But here, this is part of the ten nations. Now we're going to do Pasuk Aleph now, and Perik Tezayim. Pasuk Aleph. Vesorai, chapter 16, verse 1. Vesorai Eishas Avram, and Sorai, Avram's wife, Loyol Deloi. She hasn't given birth to him. Hashem has promised him before, Lech Lecha, Me'artzcha, uh, Hashem promised him children several times, but in the meantime, she hasn't given birth to him. The law Shifcha Mitzris, and she had a Egyptian Shifcha uh, uh, maidservant, Ushmo Hagar, whose name was Hagar. That was Sora's Shifcha. Uh, Shifcha Mitzris says Rashi Bas Pare. She was Pare's daughter. Previously, we had the story that Sarah was taken to Pari's house uh, and then was sent away. This Hogar was actually Pari's daughter. And Kshara Nisim Shenasa Lesora, when he saw Kshara, when Pari saw the miracles that were made to Sarah, how Hashem protected her from him. And all the other, and how the sicknesses and everything happened. Amr said, It's better for my daughter to be a maidservant in this house. And not the main woman in another house. Not the wife in another house. So he went and he gave his daughter um, to. Um, as a maidservant to uh, Sarah. Now, what does it mean specifically that it was Sarah's maidservant? Lo shifcha mitzris. She had hers as opposed to being also Avram's. We find a similar, similar idea later on by uh, Timna. It says she was a Pilegish to Eliphaz. Uh, ben Esav, Rashi says there that this is that everybody wanted to be connected to his children and Timna, who was a daughter of Alufim, who she would rather be a maidservant in the house of of uh, uh, couldn't marry Avram, she would rather be his uh, a Pelegesh to his grandson to, to Eliphaz um, similar idea in any event, Pasuk Beis, Vatoymer Sorei El Avram, so Sorei says to Avram, Hinei no atzorani Hashem iledes. Pasuk Beis, Vatoymer Sorei El Avram, so Sorei says to Avram, Hinei no, behold, um, behold now atzorani Hashem iledes, Hashem has uh, held back from me from giving birth. Boy Noel Shivchasi, come to my uh, maidservant. Ulai Ibone Mimeno. Perhaps I can be built uh, from her. What does it mean built from her? We'll see in the Rashi. So uh, 
first the fact that it says that the fact that she will be built means this teaches us one who has no children that he's not built but he's destroyed so without children one is called a harus so ibona means I will build ibona mimeno I will be built from her what does it mean built from her in the merit that I will bring in my tzora tzora is the other wife that's her rival into the house so maybe in that merit uh, she will be able to give birth the lotion means she's not a tzora yet I'm going to make a tzora by bringing her into my house by marrying my my husband okay, but this is the meaning over here uh, but the Pasik ends by Yishma Avram the Koel Sora. This is still Pasik based. Hashem Avram listened to the Koel of Sora. So Rashi says the Koel of Sora doesn't say Yishma Avram the Sora. The Koel Sora. What is the Koel Sora? So Rashi, the Ruach HaKoydesh wasn't just the Sora, but it was the Prophet, the Ruach HaKoydesh that was in her. And also, we learn later on in Perich uh, of and Rashi and Pasikid Beis. It says that Shema, uh, uh, Shema Bekoila over there, the Pasik says, the Rashi says that Avram was secondary to Sora and Nevius. Pasik Gimel, Vatikach Sorai Eishis Avram. So Sorai, Avram's wife takes as Hogor Hamitzris, the Shivchosa, the Egyptian Hogor, as we mentioned before, the daughter of Pare, her maidservants, Mikates Eser Shonim. After ten years, the Shevis Avram Beretz Canaan from one Avram settled in the land of Canaan. Batitin Oiso Lavram Isha, and she gave her, Sara gave Hogor to Avram her husband, Lloyd to him, the Isha for a wife. So Rashi says, Rashi, Batikah Sara, what does it mean she took her? How can you take? She gave her. Uh, more would be more fitting Vatitin Sarah. So Rashi Vatikah Sarah means Lokhosu Bidvarim. She took her with words, she persuaded her, Bidvarim. Ashrecha lucky you are, Shizakhiso, that you have merited Lidovik to connect the Guf Kodish Kazeh in such a holy body. And this Aishabram, it says after ten years, the Kate says Hashanim. Ten years. Rashi Moyid Hakavua li Isha. That's a time that is set for a woman. That she delayed ten years with her husband, and she hasn't given birth to her husband. He is obligated to go marry another woman to fulfill the mitzvah of But these ten years, says Rashi, is Lashavis Avram Beretz Kanan. Is from ten years for once he's settled in the land of Canaan. So Rashi Magid this teaches us Sheein Yeshiva Schutzol Oretz that he is sitting outside of the land of Eretz Yisrael Oyla Min Aminyan that does not count uh, in the ten years Lefisha Loi Nemar Loi because it wasn't said to him VeEschal LeGoy Godel I will make you to a great nation promising for children Achi Yovil Eretz Yisrael and until he comes to Eretz Yisrael so from that point. The clock started ticking when he came to Eretz Yisrael, and then um, Hashem said that He will give him a make of the Godel. So after ten years from that time, uh, 
is vatitan eisel lavrom ishal leil ishal. So even though chayiv adam chayiv lisacher is the obligations of the husband, but in this case it was Sarai that offered him. But the pasuk tells us mikeitz esashanim because of this halacha. Um, now the ten years did they start to count once Avram came back from the Eretz Mitzrayim, or uh, do they start to count um, after uh, as soon as Avram came to the land of Canaan um, to figure out with the number of the years how old he was 75 when he left uh, and he was 86 when he gave birth Avram uh, when he gave birth to uh, Yishmoel, so if you very simple, if you come out, if he was seventy-five, then he was ten years or eighty-five. He married uh, Hagar, and then one year later, uh, 80, he was eighty-six. Is when Yishmoel was born. Uh, the question is, um, how long was did it, the whole thing, the whole spiel of going down to Mitzrayim? And going back on the Masov, how long did that take? Could be that didn't take that long either. We'll go further. Pasik Dalat. Vayavoy el Hagar. So Avram, he came to Hagar. Avram came to Hagar. Vatahar. And she uh, became pregnant. Vateda. Uh, and she saw Kiharasa that she is pregnant. Vatekal Givirta Beinao. So her mistress, uh, Sarah, became cheap in her eye. Uh, uh, so from the connection of the Posik that he came and she became uh, pregnant uh, as soon as Vayovoy could have just said without Vayovoy El Hogar could have just said Vatar El Chayrah but he said Vayovoy El Hogar Vatar so the Kedashim may be Yerushayna from their first intimacy and Vatayra Ki Haroso so once she saw that she became Pregnant, it says Vatekal now. So her mistress became cheap. What's the connection? Why did she why did Sara become cheap in the eyes of Hagar? Amra, because Hagar said, Sorry Zu, this Sarai ain't Sisra Kigluya. Her hiding, her uh, what is hidden of about her, what you can't see of her, is not like what you can see her. She shows herself as if she's a righteous woman, but she's not really a righteous woman. Because she hadn't married to be become pregnant all these years. I became pregnant from the first relationship. So that's why she became cheap in her eyes. And it's gonna seems like that she became cheap in her eyes, that she actually uh conveyed that to uh, Sarai, as we'll see in at least in one shot in the next Rashi. So Sarai says to Avram, Chamosi Olecha. The Chamos, what has been my injustice is upon you. Is uh, blame, she's claiming here. We'll see in Rashi two Pshatim. I have given my maid servant in your lap. And she saw that she became pregnant. And I became cheap in her eyes. May God judge between me and you. So, why is she complaining to Avram the fact that uh, Hagar is uh, being mekel, is being cheaping her? 
So Trashi Chamosi Allah, first of all, what is the meaning of Chamosi Allah? Chamos Ha'osuli, the injustice that's being done to me, Allah, is on you. I'm placing it on you. Animatil Ha'enish. I am pay, placing the punishment, I'm placing it on you. So, in other words, the punishment that I'm being punished, you're responsible for it. Why? What did he do? What kind of punishment? When you prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu earlier, and you said, when Hashem appeared to him, and he said, what can you give? And I'm going, childless. So you only prayed about yourself. But you should have prayed for both of us. I would have been remembered with you who had children. So that's one shot why she's placing the responsibility for the punishment that she's being punished not having children on him for not praying for her. And number two, and further, you are, your words, you are withholding, you're unjustly withholding your words, you're robbing your words, you know, you're taking away, you're not standing up. That means you're robbing, you're taking away many words. You are listening to my embarrassment, and quiet, listening, presumably, like I said, because she was saying that. Now, Rashi, it's not like a second shot, it's an addition, because this is why he's saying, Yishpet Hashem So, Pasik Vav, Avram so Avram says to Sarai, Behold, here is your maidservant in your hand. I see law do to her. What you see fit in your eyes. So Sarai afflicted her. So she ran away from her. Zakrashi. What is she afflicted? She would enslave her with hardship. She made her work very hard. Uh, so she ran away. So Pasik Zain, Vayim Tsoh Malach Hashem. So an angel of Hashem found her. Al Ein Hamayim Bamidbar. On the well of water in the desert. Guess there's some desert do have wells of water, but there's a well of water. Al Ha'ayim, on the well. He met her on the well, but Derech Shur, on the way, on the road to Shur. That's where the Malach met her. Pasik has. Vayoyman, he said, Hovgor. Shifcha Sarei. So he said to Vayoymar, he said to her, Hogar, maidservant of Sarei, Eimi Zabos, where are you coming from? Vaono Selchi, and where are you going? Vatoymar, she said, Mipnei Sarei Givirti, because of, from Sarei, my mistress, Anoyichi, by Rachas, I am running away. So the Malach asks her, Eimi Zabos, where are you coming from? He knew her. He knew. But just to give an opening, to enter into his word. So he started off just to get into a conversation. What does it mean? It means, where is the place that you can say about it? I'm coming from there. So, where is the place that you can say I'm coming from there? And then where are you going? Pasik tells. So the Malach Hashem tells her, Shuvi al go back to your mistress. And allow yourself to be uh, afflicted underneath her hands. So Hashem 
why do we have every time it says first of all, first says Vayemer Malach Hashem, Vayimtzu Malach Hashem, and here it says Vayemer Malach Hashem. The next time Vayemer Malach Hashem, and then again. Uh, but we see that there's again a saying, saying that Rashi, Al Kol Amira Shaluach Lo Malach Achar. For every saying, another angel will send her. That's why it says, Malach, a angel for each saying and saying. Well, what is the purpose of this? Rashi doesn't explain. Why would, why would there be a Malach for each saying? Uh, um, we're going to learn later on in Vayera, there was a Malach doing different jobs, but this seems to be one job after the other job. Uh, one was tell her to go back, and the other one, as we'll see. Uh, three times in a row. So the angel of Hashem told her, I will uh, make your seed many, 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 a lot. It won't be counted from uh, from many. So much can't count. The Malach Hashem tells her, You will become pregnant when she goes back. You will give birth to a son, and you'll call his name Yishmoel. Yishmoel, because Hashem listened to your affliction. So that's what you'll call Shoma. Shoma Kel. But what does it mean, Hinachara, you become pregnant? Already she was pregnant with her, before, that's why Asara chased her away. So, Tarashi, Hinachara, Kushatashuvi, when you return, Tahari, you become pregnant. Similar to Hinachara, by the wife of Menachar, he also told her, you will become pregnant. Shaved to Milgimo. We lie this band, we lie this band, Kemoi, Similar to Vyoladit. So it's similar to Vyoladis. Vyoladit is like Vyoladis, you will give birth. Vyoladis, and there's a similar way. It says in, in Yirmi Yachov Beis, Paschal Gimel, it says Yoyshevis Balavonim, that who uh, sits, lives in the Leva, in Levonin, Mikoinenes uh, Barozim. In the cedar, in the cedars, uh, who nests in the cedars, in in, in the cedars, arozim uh, in the cedars. So it's yeladas yeshaves mekanenes. Yeladat is like yeladas. Now the pasuk says, and he told him v'karos shemoi, you call his name tzivuyu. That's a instruction, a command. Meaning k'mesh Omar the Zohar, the Karosso, as Yitzchok. So Karos is uh, for a feminine, Karos, uh, and the Karosso, that's, uh, that's for Yitzchok. Pasuk Yud Beis, Vuhu Yiyapera Odom. He's going to be a. Uh, Wild man, person, Yodoi Bakoil, his hands will be in everyone, the Yad Koil boy, and everybody's hand will be in him. The Al Pnei Kol Echov Yishkoin, and facing all of his brothers, I mean, he'll be a lot, there will be many of them, he will rest. He told her before also, Arbe Arbe, he will rest opposite all of them. We'll see in Rashi 
that he's going to be many, uh, have a lot, so he's going to be resting against all of his brothers. So, Kalashi Pera Odom, Kalashi Oyev Midboris, a person who likes deserts, Lotsut Chayis, to capture wild animals. Kamesha Kosuf, as the Pasik states with regards to Ishmael, Vahi Reve Kashos, and he was a shooter of the arrows, Vayeshim Midbar Porn, he said in the desert of Porn. So he wasn't in a, he loved Midboris, means a a person, not of the settled person, and not of the settlement. Yodei Bakoil, his hands and everybody's Akhtarashi, Yodei Bakoil, listim, robbers, rob people. Vyad Koil boy, and everybody's hands is in him. What does it mean? Everybody, Hakol Sonim Eisrim is God in boy. Everybody hates him, and everybody teases him. Vahapnei Kolech of Yishkoin, Vahapnei Kolech of Yishkoin, Akhtarashi, Yizari Godel, that it have a lot of seats so that they will be sitting uh, corresponding to all of his brothers. Pasukit Gimel, Batikra Shem Hashem Adover Eleho, Ato Kel Roy. So she called the name of Hashem that uh, is speaking to her. You are the one that sees a God that sees. As we see in Rashi, sees her uh, her affliction, her problems. Ki Amra, for she said. For Hagar said, "Hagam haloyim." For also here, Raisi, I've seen over here too. I've seen. Rashi says she saw the angels. She says, "I've here too." In addition to having seen them all the time in Avram's house, she's seeing here too. After seeing them elsewhere, so here she's seeing here too. So the Shem Hashem, the name of Hashem, talking about the Malach, who was the angel of Hashem that spoke to her. She called him Ato Kilroy. Zoktarashi not not nokud chat of komatz. The word roi is has the nakuda a vowel of a chat of komatz. Bibneshu shame dover because it is a noun, uh, which means elokaria, a god of seeing. Sheroya be'elven shalav luvim. Who sees the humiliation of the humiliated? There's another gears in Rashi Dovar Achar in in another pshat. Ato Kelroi, you are the Kelroi. Mashma Shuroi Akoil. He sees everything. Ve'enshum Dovar Roye Oisei, but nothing sees him. Exactly how this changes, but we'll go by it. Because she said, "Hagam aloim the pasuk, ki amra hagam aloim, hagam aloim." So Tanashi loshim teima. It's like in a surprising, a wondering. V'chisvura yisi hagam aloim, meaning in a, in a uh, rhetorically, v'chisvura yisi was I then thinking sha'af aloim that also here b'midbaris in the deserts. Reisi shluchah shalmokim. I will see an agent of Hashem. Achri roya yisom bebeisa shal Avram after seeing them in the house of Avram. Shasham over there I was accustomed to see angels. Veteda, there's another proof that she was that she was accustomed to see the malachim. Because we read by the story of Manoyach who saw the angel one time. And he says, we're certainly going to die. And this one saw Hashem one after the other. She didn't shiver, didn't wasn't afraid. So that means because she was accustomed to it. And that means, Hagam Aloim still over here. I will see Achri Roi. Pasukidalda came Koro Labeir. So therefore she called, they called, uh, or it was called, not she, 
It was called Be'er Lachai uh, the well of a living that sees, uh, and she was referring to the angel over here, but we said before that the angel met her on the Ain, on the water B'derach Shur, going on the well. So she called that Be'er. Let's see what Rashi says. Be'er Lachai Roi, as the Tagma touches. Be'ero, it's a Be'er, it's a well. The Malach Kayoma, of a living angel, because this is called a Shem, the living angel, Roi Ischazi Allah, was seen to me. So she called the Be'er Lachai Roi. That's between Kodesh and Borod, that's where the well is. Before it said, uh, but that was Bein Kodesh and Bein Borod. Pasik Tez Vav, Tezayin, Batilad Hagar Lavrom Bein. So Hagar gave birth to Avram a son. That is once she came back. Just we skipped the Rashi before uh, when it says Anoichin Nosavti Shivchosi B'Chekecha Batele Kiyoroso Veikel Baneo Yishpat Hashem Beniu Benecha. So uh, Rashi teaches over there um, that because she she just she was already pregnant over there. Uh, but Rashi teaches over there um, uh, that Kol Bein Chosh B'Mikra Choser V'Zem Moli. Every time when it says Beni Ubeinecha, it's uh, a Moli with a Yud. And here, uh, it's all, uh, no, it's a Choser. Vizem Moli. In other words, there's a Yud after the base, Beinecha. So, Kribei Ubinicha. So that Ubinicha and your son, that's sort of saying Binicha to. Uh, this uh, to um, Hagar to Avram's son, which means she she placed an evil eye be shel Hagar in the fetus of Hagar, and the pila ubra, and she miscarried the, the baby. This is why the Malach says to Hagar later on, that you're going to become pregnant. But she was already pregnant. pregnant. He's giving her the news she's going to become pregnant. This teaches us that she miscarried the first pregnancy. So Pasik Ben. So Hagar gives birth to Avram a son. After once she came back, she gave uh, birth to a son. So Avram calls the name of his son Hagar, which Hagar has given birth to. She called him Yishmoel. Says Rash Avram Although Avram didn't hear the words of the angel, Shomar who said, So she told it to Hagar. He didn't hear it. The Ruach Kedesh rested upon him and he called him Yishmael. Why do we have to say that? Why can't we say that Yishmael, that Sarah told him? Because then the Pasuk wouldn't say, it wasn't really Avram, it was she, she is telling him what the Malach said. But the Pasuk is Mashmah that Avram is the one that came up with the name, Yishmoel. And that's what Rashi says, that he had Ruach HaKodesh to know what the name should be. Pasuk Tes Zayin, Avram was 86 years old. 
When Hagar gave birth to Yishmael to Avram. So Rashi, Avram and Shemenim Shonim v'Shei Shonim. So Rashi, L'shvachay Shel Yishmael Nichtav. This is written to tell us the praise of Yishmael. L'idea to let us know Shoyeh bin Yilgimel Shona that he was thirteen years old, Kishenimel when he circumcised V'leikif, and he didn't stop. In a way, this pasuk is surprising because there's an affairish pasuk later on, which says that Yishmael was thirteen years old. So we don't have to figure it out from Ben Shemaynim, Shono, Shonu. And later on we know that Hashem speaks to him at the age of 99. From 86 to 99 is 13 years. That's how we know that he was 13 years old. The Pasuk says that Ishmael was 13 years old when he circumcised himself. But the reading of the, of the Rashi is L'Shvach Ishmael Nichtav. That this was written for the praise of Yishmael in other words, this is to notify the Pasuk could have just been telling us the story that he was 13 years old, just a matter of fact but Rashi is saying that this is this was written to let us know that it was but still, this needs to be looked in further uh, why, first of all, is the Pasuk writing it over here why is it important to write it here why do we have to tell us now about the bris which the child didn't learn yet over here why is it important over here this whole thing and and also to uh, understand what it means exactly that this posik of ben shmoinim shonim v'shei shonim uh, is written for that you can might as well say it uh, it was uh, 99 years so that Avram was 99 years old and he still did the bris uh, even though it has been finished in the Pasik, but it's the idea. Somehow, this is the idea. It just needs to be looked in further how to fit this in a little bit more explanation. But, anyways, Pasik, Perik Yuzayin, Pasik Aleph. Bahi Avram ben Tishim Shon So now Avram was 99 years. Previously, we're learning Avram was 86 when he gave birth to Yishmael, and now Avram is 99 years old. Vayeda Hashem el Avram, and Hashem appears to Avram, Vayemer elov, and he says to him, Ani keil shakai, I am keil shakai, and Rashi will explain, I am the guy that has uh, sufficient, dai, shedai, like, Shaddai, Kael Shaddai. His halich lefonai, go before me. And Rashi will explain that means serve me. Veheye somim, and be complete. Be whole. You see in Rashi. So, Bayemer Elov Ani Hashem. So now Hashem appears to Avram and he says to him, Ani Kel Shaddai. Ani Kel Shaddai is a Rashi. Ani who? I am the one Sheyesh Dai, that there is sufficient Be'elokusi, my God in this Lechol Birya, for every creation, for every creature. So since I have enough for all creations, the Fichoch, therefore, Hisalich Lefonai, go before me, as we'll see, we're serve. Be serve, serve for me, before me. I will be for you for a God and a protector.
So why is all of a sudden Hashem saying it to him now that and therefore I have enough godliness for all creation, so go before me so I can be for you for a God and for a protector. I don't understand exactly. Every place where it's in the passing, the word Shaddai, uh, the meaning is die, sufficient. Die uh, That he, uh, his sufficiency, there's enough. But uh, but H one is interpreted according to the uh, to its own um, context. So what does it mean? His halich go before me. As the targum renders it, pelach kodomi, serve before me, serve me. Hadbek baavidosi. Hadbek means. Go or serve before means means cleave to my service, uh, to the service of Hashem. This is not to be understood. Rashi says, as then you will be complete, but actually this is a command: you be complete. This is also a command. Um, after the previous command of Yishalach Lefonai, another tzivui. Be whole in all my tests. So Hashem should instructing him to be strong and pass all the tests. And according to the Medrash, Yishalach that Yisalach Lefonai is talking about go before me through uh, the mitzvah milah specifically and then that will be that will make you whole for as long as the orla is within you you are a, a defective person Lefonai before me before Hashem, you're defective. And therefore, that way you will be whole after you have the Brismila, which is what Hashem is going to command him. Um, and when a person is a Balmum, so then all of his, it's not only that that Aver that has the blemish, but the entire person is a Balmum. So this changes him and makes him into a Tomim. Dover Achar. Yet another interpretation is the Hayei Tomim that you shall be uh, complete. Meaning, again, this is according to the Medrash that you will be complete. You will be complete, not just a defective person, but now uh, that means that he is going to have a full name. Now you are still lacking five limbs. Lacking means control that Avram had. Avram was in control over all of his bodies, all his body. But there were five limbs that he wasn't in control. There's five limbs that naturally a person can't control. The base of the naim, the two eyes, base is naim, the two ears. So something comes across inappropriate, he just sees it. Oz naim, if he hears something inappropriate, and Beresha Givya. But Hashem says, 
I will add another letter to your name. Instead of Avram, I add Avram. Then the number of your letters of the name of Avram will be Ramach, will be 248. And that is as the number of all your limbs. So that means that now you'll be in control of all your limbs. Pasuk base the etnobrisi, and I will put my uh, covenant. Now, before we made a covenant for Yerusha's Oretz, that was the bris the Bein Absorim. But here is the covenant which takes place through the bris. But the etnobrisi, I'll give my covenant, Rashi is saying, we'll see, Rashi says the bris also of the, through the mitzvah, but I'll give my covenant, between me and you, and I will increase you very many. Uh, this has also been the theme in the previous times that Hashem, we read that Hashem appeared to him, uh, first Kichoyla Yom, and then Kichoyla and here, in a general way, so Rashi had no brisi. What is it going to give? I'm going to give my covenant. Rashi bris shall have a covenant of love, ubris aretz, and a covenant of the land. to inherit you to you the land. through this mitzvah. So even though there was a bris, but this. Yes, this bris of bris mila is also a a bris for him to get to give the land to inherit the land through this mitzvah. So Avram fell on his face. And Hashem spoke to him saying, "So why vayipol Avram alponov?" So Rashi vayipol alponov Avram imoyra hashchina. Because of the fear of the divine, for until he circumcised, before he circumcised, so he did not have power to stand while the shechina was there. And the ruach kodesh be on top over him, so he couldn't stand, so he fell. And this is why it says also uh, he falls and his eyes are revealed. He can see the Shekhinah, but he falls because he cannot stand in the place. Same likewise by Avram, also before the Ibris, it's the same thing. So although we already had earlier that Hashem appeared to Avram, it doesn't say before that um, that he fell on his face. It doesn't say before that. And uh, But nevertheless, I guess with L'Chaira we have to say the same thing seems over there too. Um, so like when it says Achad Vorim Eilim Pasuk Aleph in Perik Tezvav Hoyedvar Hashem El Avram B'machaz Elimer Maybe because it was B'machaz over there Maybe that was different than Vayera Elov But we also had before this There's the Loshon Der Vashem Omer El Avram Perik Yom Pasuk Yudalad Achari Porod Leit Meimoy so Hashem Omer Al Avram, it's not Vayero, but Vayero is, I guess, maybe on a different level. We did have earlier in Posik Zayin and Perik Yudbeis, it says Vayemer Hashem Al Avram, Vayemer Lazarachah Etinas Oretz Azoyis. So there it doesn't say Vayipol Aponov.
Pasuk Dalet. So Hashem is saying, Be'at no brisi. And now, again, Pasuk Dalet says, Ani, I, hini brisi itoch. My covenant is with you. V'ho yisa, and you will be la'av to a father of Hamoyin goyim. To a multitude of nations. But soon we'll see in the next Pasuk. Pasuk hey, the law you call it Oides Shimcha Avram, your name shall not be called anymore Avram, but Yashimcha Avraham. Adding the hey, Ki Av Hamoin Goyim Nisaticha, for a father of multitude of nations, I have placed you, so now you're not Avram, but you're Avraham. So what is this? We'll see in Rashi. So Rashi, Loshin Natrikin Shel Shemoy. This is a language. Of the abbreviation of his name. Avraham is a Roshetavis uh, from Av Hamoin Goyim. The Reish Shahoisubay with Chilo, and the Reish that he had in the beginning, Shalohoyo Av El Arom. In the beginning, he was Avram, he was only a father to Arom. So that's why he was Av to Rom, that was his place. But the Achshav Av So now he's a father to all the world. So it would seem he should have been changed from Avram to Avhom. Because instead of Rom, he becomes Hamoingoim to many nations. So why uh, only Avram? Uh, what does it mean that he was an Av to Arom, or is an Av of Amun Goyim? Uh, in his place, that he was an Av to, uh, to Arom. <coughs> Perhaps meaning a leader, an Av meaning as a leader over there to Arom. And now he became a leader to the whole world through uh, this covenant, through the mitzvah, the bris milah. Uh, this is the maybe uh, Vagad Lashmecha. Rashi says it's the rage remained. And even the rage that he had in the beginning, that did not move from its place. So although now it's Av Ham Goyim, and that includes Aram too, but still it remains with the Reish. Rashi explains Sha'af Yud Nisramo. For even the Yud of the name of Sarai, which means a letter in the name of Sarai. Why is it Af? Because Sarai not being in the level of Avram. So even the Yud of the word of the name of Sarai in Islam was, was had complaints, Alashkin against the divine, for taking away, as we're going to learn later on, that Sarai's name was changed to Sarah. And over there the Yud was taken away. And we left it, uh, changed it to a Hay. So that Yud had complaints on the Shekhinah, until he added the Yud from the name Sorai to name Yeshua to a Pizer, also to a name of a Tzadik, to a Yeshua Binun. Shenemar, in Bamidbar Yud Gimel, it says over there, before he sent out the Meraglim, which Yeshua was one of them, one of them it says, Vayikra Moshe Lehoisheya Binun Yeshua. So he called the Sheya Binun Yeshua. So that was the Yud that came from the, the Yud that was taken away from Sodom. So, since we see that a letter that is taken away has complaints, even with regards to Sodom, 
So certainly the rage had it been taken away from Avram, it would be called Avram. Without the rage, it would have complaints. And therefore, it probably would not suffice to put it into somebody else's name because you know, we can't find as great as Avram. So maybe that's where Rashi brings down this whole thing over here because over there it was to Yeshua. But Avram wouldn't help. When the thing is, Af, you shall start a meaning that even in their situation. And again, Pasuk Vav, Hashem says to him, I will make you very, very fruitful, make you many, and I will make you into nations. So this Nisatich Legoyim is talking about specifically two nations. Nisatich Legoyim, Zakhtarashi, Yisrael, the Edim. This is referring to uh, the Jewish people, the nation, a goy of the Jewish people, and also Edim. Uh, because Shara Yishmol Kvarhoya. Because Yishmol already was, already was born uh, 13 years ago, when he was uh, 86. And he's not telling the news about him with regards to Yishmol. He's telling him something he doesn't know. Meaning new, uh, which would be Yisrael and Edim. Um, Edim uh, coming from um, coming from Yitzchak. Now, um, why couldn't it be Why couldn't it be in telling him about Yishmael that Yishmael is going to be? Uh, because he's saying the satikha, I'll give you, meaning give you in the future for two nations. Uh, he was already born. Okay. This is the end of uh, Shishi.